This is the Relationship Badass Podcast, where we learn to open our hearts and love authentically. It's an honor to have you here. Now, let's go deep together. brave, beautiful souls. So honored to have you here today. Welcome or welcome back to the Relationship Badass Podcast, where we go deep together into the realms of relationship with self, relationship with other Emotional alchemy, as I like to call it. (sighs) And all sorts of other things. So, get cozy and get ready for an episode. This week, I am here to talk about something I've talked about in the past, but with a new twist. Um, I'm talking about how to separate with an open heart and move forward with grace, specifically with a separation that is quite painful. Um, Maybe it's a separation that you didn't see coming or you weren't expecting. Maybe it's a separation that you didn't really want. Um, Perhaps this is a separation that um, resulted in what I now know to be called gaslighting, um, where uh, all communication to the person was cut off, the person's not available for communication. That's a painful flavor in its own. And so I'm here to talk about how to separate with grace, how to move forward with love after a really painful and unexpected separation. bit different than separating from someone where it's more mutual, where um, both parties are open to being in connection and communication, moving forward. Um, It's a different kind of separation. So, uh, of course, as you probably guessed, I recently had an experience in my own life with one of these separations one that was quite unexpected and shocking, confusing, and painful. So, listen to the episode to hear more about that. And then I'll be sharing with you five practices that I've introduced into my world, into my realm, as I move through the aftermath of these, this separation that recently occurred. So, it's going to get juicy. 
Now, before we dive into today's episode, as always, I want to start the episode today with a bit of gratitude. So, today I am so deeply fucking grateful for each and every one of you out there that have become a partner with me on this new project um, I've adopted with the help of so many The project is called Feed the People Bali, and um, it started as as a simple Instagram post, uh, reaching out, letting all of you out there know that because of the complete drop in tourism out here in Bali, um, many people have gone from work to absolutely no work in a matter of days, and you know, people in Bali, a lot of them don't have a lot of savings and money, and so the um, loss of work so suddenly has put a lot of people in a place of not being able to eat, not being able to provide food for their families, and, um, you know, someone introduced me to the fact that this was going on, and I thought, holy shit, people aren't eating? Um, And so... You can hop on over to my Instagram to see a lot of the journey from this project and how it's grown and expanded. Um, That simple, single Instagram post brought over $1,000 in overnight for the cause. Um, And it's just continued to grow and expand with the love and support and financial contributions and care of so many of you beings. You all give this project a heartbeat. It literally is not, would not be possible without you. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so fucking much for partnering with me on this mission to bring assistance to those who need it most. I am bowing in gratitude to you and... I'm just brought to tears so many times with how much mankind, womankind, humankind will show up for their fellow humans when they are in need. It's it's incredible. You are incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, as you can imagine, your girl's heart is bleeding over here, and I'm thinking, well... I can't just leave Bali one day and all these people aren't going to receive help. So uh, with the help of some partners here in Bali, which they will be revealed later on, um, we are creating a plan for a sustainable movement, um, a nonprofit organization to be born here in Bali. I am so deeply excited and just like, my heart is on fire. This feels like my soul's calling, my soul's work. Um, you know, of course, relationship badass and um, what I teach and share through that is also my soul's work. But this is like, oh, this is the bigger purpose. This is the bigger why. And so, y'all, the mission is not going anywhere. It is growing. It is expanding. Um, I've got a few meetings set up this week to figure out the earthly realm, okay, what needs to be done here on planet Earth to bring this project to the next level, and um, we have a, a game plan here for how to make it a really sustainable, self-operating uh, mission. 
So, Whew. my whole heart, my whole freaking heart. <sighs> Thank you so much to all that have been involved. Um, all of you out there, all of the selfless Balinese volunteer, volunteers here who have helped me to find the families in need and distribute this food. Um, I could not do it without them. And to the beautiful team of humans that is being assembled right now. More on that to come. So, if you want to know more about this mission, um, the best place to go in this moment as I record this little audio is to my Instagram page, at Relationship Badass. Um, I'm sharing a lot about it there. You can check the highlight reel that says Feed the People and kind of see what we've been up to over here in Bali. Um, I just adopted the handle Feed the People Bali on Instagram. There is nothing on there now, but my darlings, don't worry, within a few days of this recording, that will be up and running as well. And we are in the process of creating the website, which will eventually be the place to go and... Um, get all the information, updates, learn how you can be involved, read about our bigger vision and all that good juicy stuff. So this beautiful baby has just been born and she will, will continue to grow. And yeah, this is where a lot of my heart and soul and energy has been spent lately and it feels so fucking good. So thank you to all my partners from across the world. Hmm. Now, without further ado, get ready for this week's episode on moving forward with grace after a painful separation. Hello, world, beautiful, brave souls. Nikki Sunshine here, and I'm here today with this transmission to talk about separating with grace, separating with an open heart, specifically when maybe you didn't want the separation or you didn't see it coming felt blindsided by the separation, or if you were what's called gaslighted, an experience I recently had myself, and gaslighting is when sort of conflict is laid on the table and then all communication is cut off, and there's no opportunity for repair or conversation or connection. Um, that's gaslighting. All of these experiences, very, very painful. And so I'm here today to talk about how to move through these types of separation with grace. Now, this could be a relational separation. It could be romantic. It could be separation from a family, from a home, something I just experienced could be separation from a job you love. Um, so this, this um, is a very dynamic experience that has many faces. <sighs> so I'll start by sharing just a little bit from my own experience. 
um, and then bring you that which I have learned from my own experience uh, just recently. So if you've been following my journey here for some time, um, specifically since 2020 began, then you know that in the beginning of 2020, in the middle of January, I experienced a separation from my sweet, sweet king, my dear partner in life for almost three years named Warren. And so I've been talking a lot about open-hearted separation and separating with love towards one another and grace and trust. And while all of that remains true here, and we'll get to the intricacies of that, it's a little bit different than my experience in separating with Warren. I was quite blessed. There's a number of reasons. For one, I had an inkling that the separation was to occur. You can go back and read posts and listen to podcasts around that time, but there were a few days leading up to the separation itself where I knew in my system it was coming. And I left our mountain home and went and took space with my sister, Noelle, for a few days. And I knew in my heart separation was coming. So I didn't feel completely blindsided by the experience, um, sort of like I did this time around. <clears throat> Secondly, my dear sweet Warren was willing to stay open towards me when we separated, right? So that other person was willing to stay in connection, willing to stay in love, willing to continue supporting each other. And that makes an open-hearted separation a lot easier, right? When I have the other person saying, even though this relationship is shifting, I still love you, I'm still here from you, we can still connect. So that was a really big blessing for me in that separation. Now this time around, it's not the case. So, let me share a little bit about what just occurred in my own world here. Since moving to Bali, almost seven weeks ago now, I have been staying with this incredible Balinese family that just wears their heart on their sleeve. And since meeting me day one, they opened up their home to me. They opened up their family to me and just took me in as one of their own with so much love. It has been such a joy and a privilege and a pleasure to stay with them these last five weeks. And they've taken me to temple. I have um, a kabaya and a sarong now, and I've gotten to, I got to do their ogu ogu celebration with them. And they cook dinner for me and I cooked dinner for them. We ate together almost every night. And so I really got to experience um, what it's like to live with and be with some of the local people on a regular basis for over a month. I have so much love for them. And about five days ago, one of the women who stays with them, she's American, so she's not one of the Balinese, but she's been connected with this family much longer than I have and um, kind of took almost a semi-permanent residence at their bungalow just days before I got there. So she's also been adopted into their family. And about five days ago, we've been living together for over a month. Um, to me, it was 
a sistership, family, and um, I truly didn't know there was anything under the surface. Uh, and so five days ago, one of, one of these women sent me a series of text messages revealing all these problems or challenges or issues she's had in living with me. Um, the word that comes up is like passive aggressive. So that's okay. It's a very human thing to be. Many people are that way and that's their own journey. Um, but the reason I felt blindsided is because everything's great. Everything's great. Everything's great. But then what I learned that day is that inside she was building up, um, essentially you could call it like resentment towards me for these, these little things that stacked up over time. So when I got the text messages, I didn't know. It's like, oh shit. Okay. Um, and so from there, I stayed grounded and, um, just met her with love and said, okay, I see this isn't working for you. No problem. We'll figure out what that means. Um, however, she was at the point where she basically said, I'm fucking done with you. Get the fuck out type of vibe. <laughs> so in receiving those messages, less than 24 hours later, I moved out of this semi-permanent home. I thought I'd be spending kind of the duration of this Corona um, time with, and even then, I still thought, okay, I'm moving out. We're going to get our space. That's great. And we're obviously still in a relationship. We're still friends. We're still connected. I'm going to come see the family. I'm doing this fundraiser, so I'll come bring them money for the fundraiser for feeding people. And over the next few hours, um, this is when I learned the term gaslighted. I was blocked on all social media channels, and every individual WhatsApp conversation with everyone living there, I was blocked. Um now I know, I know how gossip is, and I know how um, certain people are very easily influenced by gossip and stories. So it's okay, you know. Um, it hurts, and it's okay. And so we'll go into more of all of this um, in this video. But I just wanted to share, kind of why I now have this experience in a separation that I didn't necessarily want. I wasn't sitting there thinking, ah, oh, these people, I got to get away from them. Um, I was feeling so loving and excited to be there. Um, I didn't expect it. For me, it came out of nowhere. Um, perhaps not for her, but for me, it was like, holy shit, I had no idea. So I was kind of felt blindsided by the experience. And at this point, there's no opportunity for in-person conversation, any kind of emotional repair, even any communication at all. I've been cut off. Um, so what a blessing that I've had this experience now for so many reasons, but specifically in this moment, because now I have this experience to grow through and learn from and to come on here and share with you all and connect with you all on. Because I know that many of you have probably had experiences like this. Separations where the person isn't open or loving towards you in the moment where you didn't want it or you didn't see it coming. And that's a different kind of experience than what I had with Warren. So here we go.
today I'm here to speak on how to separate with grace in a wide fucking open heart when these particular challenging factors are involved that I've mentioned thus far. So practice number one, shameless permission from myself to feel my feelings. I get to feel my sadness, my hurt, my anger, my confusion. Those feelings are mine to feel. And I get to feel them without shame for feeling them. Like, well, they don't fucking care, so why should I be sad? No. This is an experience, a relational experience that touches on emotions, right? I'm grieving the loss of relationships of a family, of a home, of an idea of how we were going to continue connecting over time, right? Um, Grieving the loss of ideas or plans of the future. That's all grief, and that grief deserves a voice. So the first thing I want to offer you is that your feelings are okay. Your feelings are okay, and they're yours, and you have so much permission to feel them, whatever that looks like. One thing I recommend with feelings is feeling them intentionally, lovingly, in a non-aggressive way. So not mindlessly directing those feelings towards other, that's what I call aggression, um, and projecting those feelings onto other people. No, just let yourself feel your feelings. It is so okay to have them. And here's the key. I get to feel sad. And that doesn't make the other person wrong or bad. Let me say that again. I get to feel my sadness, my hurt, my confusion, my anger. And that doesn't make the other person wrong. I know that's a hard one to swallow because many of us have been programmed to believe that hurt feelings are bad and to be avoided. And if my feelings are hurt, I need to take an antidepressing pill or I need to numb it out. I need to watch TV. I need to go out and rebound. Um, And so anyone who takes an action that leads to my feelings getting hurt must be bad, must be wrong. And I just don't believe that. I know that when I sign up for relationship, when I sign up for life, I sign up for the full spectrum of experiences, joy and grief, happiness and sadness, ease and challenge, pain and comfort, all of it. And so when I have a hurt feeling, it's like, oof, ouch. Okay, I'm going to feel this, yes. And it's okay. It's okay to have hurt feelings, and it doesn't mean that the other person is wrong or bad or lesser than just is what it is. My feelings are hurt. So my first practice is allowing myself to feel those feelings. The other day, it was like two days ago, I woke up in the morning and I had so much joy in my system and I literally started singing and I like skipped out of bed and I was like, wow, I feel so great. The sun was shining and made my morning coffee. And by the time I was sipping that coffee, tears of a thousand waterfalls were moving down my face. There she was, grief, 
expressing herself as sadness. So I just let myself feel that grief and feel that sadness and allow that to be okay. Even though minutes ago I was feeling ecstatic joy. That's grief, right? She doesn't abide to a schedule or a plan. She comes and she goes in her waves. And so permission to feel my grief and my feelings. When my grief, when my sadness shows up, I show up for myself. It's like, oh, there, there. Yeah, it's okay, sweet one. I know. I know it hurts. Yeah, it's okay. You can cry. I'm here for you. I love you. I'm not going anywhere. Mm. Yeah, sweet darling. Showing up for the sweet parts of myself that are feeling hurt, that are feeling broken, that are feeling sad, and loving her, loving those parts of me. That is the practice. Practice number two. Consciously shifting from focus on the other to focus on myself. So I'd say it's a very human and natural tendency, especially when coming out of the space of painful separation like this that I've described, is to focus on the other person, right? Asking questions like, how could they? Why? Why would they do this? What did I do to them to deserve this? What do they think of me now? Do they not see how much I care? Have they simply replaced me? Do they not care anymore? Did they never love me? Right? Those are very easy questions to slip into. I've done it myself a few times. I've noticed like, wow, was it all a lie? Why'd they even invite me into this family? What what are they thinking now? They've cut me off. Do they even think about me? Right? So... I feel so much compassion for you, for myself, when our minds go to these places because it's an innocent attempt of our minds to understand what the fuck is going on right now, right? It's so very innocent and I know what that pain feels like and I send you so much love, so many heart hugs as you work through that pain. It's real. And I know that spending time in these questions will make me fucking crazy. I imagine you've experienced this. It's hard because I can't know the truth right now. And quite frankly, I may never know the truth. I may never know the truth. Um, I had a separation from a partner before Warren, so that's over three years ago now we separated. And it's so many questions, and there's so much confusion when he left. And to this day, he's not available for communication or connection with me in any way. And so I've now come to peace with the fact that I may never get that. I may never get him calling me and saying, hey, I'm ready to talk about what happened. I'm ready to let you know that I do love you and that even though we separated, it's okay. That may never come in this life. And so becoming okay with that, right? That's part of this practice. 
And so when I notice my mind going to those places and focusing on the other and thinking about them and are they growing from this and what are they learning and all those other focused thoughts, my practice is to breathe, come right back here to the present moment, right here, right now, right? And to redirect the focus back onto myself. So I might breathe, come back to the present moment, out of the mind, into the heart, into the body. Look around. Oh my God, there's a lizard. <laughs> hey, little guy. Just drinking in the beauty of this moment, whatever I can find. Whether I'm outside on a gorgeous day in Bali, appreciating the lizards and the flowers and the blue sky or whether I'm inside a dark room, cozied up in my home in America, appreciating the roof over my head, appreciating the things around me that I love that bring me comfort, my yoga mat, my blankets, my, my um, books, whatever it is. Just finding appreciation, gratitude in the present moment, right? And then redirecting that focus onto myself. How can I show up for me right now? How can I comfort and love the parts of me that are hurting? What do I have to learn from this experience? What is the universe trying to show me from this experience? How can I stay grounded in my natural essence of pure radiating love? during this time, even while I'm in pain. So I'll begin to redirect those questions onto myself because I know with certainty that if it's happening in my life, it is happening for me, for us, for the collective. And there's no exceptions to that. Even though oftentimes it's hard to see the blessings at first, right? It's not something that's obvious. It's like, this isn't happening for me. My fucking heart's broken. But I know now from experience many times in my own life, if I can stay grounded in myself, stay present in the present moment, stay rooted in trust, in love, and stay open, open to love, open to life, open to the universe, sharing the gifts, sharing the lessons, sharing the blessings with me, and it will become clear. So I ask myself these questions because this is the medicine that's being offered. Again, it's always happening for me. And if it's occurring in my world, I have something to learn. I know that I am always a student. Learning, learning, learning forever and ever. There will never be a point while I'm on earth and it's like, nope, I'm done. I learned it all. I got nothing to learn anymore. I'm just evolved and coasting through as a big beam of radiating light now. Fuck no. I am a human being. You are a human being. We are all human beings. And the reason we chose to come onto this earth as a human being is to learn and to grow. So asking the universe to show me the lessons, right? And the final piece of this practice is trusting that whether or not the other person 
is taking their growth and their lessons from this experience right now, trusting that that's none of my concern. Trusting that I don't need to worry about that and that their unique journey will play out as it's meant to. And I don't need to put mental space towards worrying about that and thinking, well, are they growing? Are they realizing what they did is this and that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's no hierarchy. There's no right or wrong. It just is what it is. Does that make sense? So, mm, mm, Puer Tea, one of my favorites. So the third practice I'm going to share with you guys is conscious awareness of my thoughts and the stories they tell, right? So easy to get caught up in the stories my thoughts tell. And just watch. If you can become a conscious observer of your thoughts, notice this. Your thoughts will begin to tell stories. And I can literally feel my heart closing when I believe those stories. It's so interesting. It's like here I am feeling open. I can feel the universe pulsing through me. Ah, Oh, there's a story. There's a story about the situation, about them, about me. They never really cared. I must be so terrible. I'm unlovable. Oh. And just noticing my heart curling and clenching in. You can see it in my body. It's, it's really interesting how the mind can affect how I feel, right? So practice number three is becoming a curious, badass observer of my thoughts. And consciously choosing what stories I let my thoughts tell me. So again, nobody's wrong here. Nobody's bad here. The situation simply is what it is. A human being did a thing, and now my feelings are hurt. Okay. There's no hierarchy. I'm not better than them. They're not better than me. We just both are. And now there's an opportunity for all parties involved to learn, to grow transcend this experience into something that means something. And all you need to think about is if you want to take that opportunity for yourself. And trust, trust the universe. She knows what she's doing. I don't need to sit here and say, well, man, I'm so worried if they don't grow from this, they're going to attract this pattern again and they're never going to be able to have solid relationships. That is not my worry to carry. Uni, she is brilliant. She's got this boo. We don't need to take on that concern, that weight, right? It's literally like a weight. And to be honest with you, in my experience, most of the time it's a distraction. I might be unaware of it, but I'm distracting myself from looking within by over-focusing on the other person. Yeah? Well, what, what are they going to do? I've, they, you know, they did this with their past relationship and now they're doing it again. And are they just dating someone new? Or are they just forgetting about me and not even thinking about how they hurt me? That's not good for their karma. And all of that is me, like in practice number two, focusing on the other, which ultimately is distracting me from focusing on myself. <sighs> it's okay, darling. Deep, deep breaths. <sighs> 
Feel that tingling energy in your system. That's God. That's the universe within you. So, practice number three is all about presence, 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 presence. Did I say presence? <laughs> the invitation is to become curious about the thoughts moving through your mind. Now, here's the deal. Thoughts are going to go through your mind. Even the Buddhas and the monks who sit on a meditation pillow all day, they still have thoughts. The practice isn't to eliminate thoughts. That's a cool goal, but I don't know how possible that is in this lifetime. But rather, when a thought comes up, oh, look at that thought and just watch it pass by without buying into it, getting sucked into it, going deeper into it. It's like, hmm, just going to be really present with the beauty of this day. <laughs> Sorry. Hmm. Oh, I wonder if the Warsies ever think of me. I miss them. I hope they don't hate me. Oh, look at that thought. There it goes. Okay, back to the present moment. Does that demonstration make sense? It's like that. The thought comes up. Oh, look at it go. Okay, back to the present moment. That's all you have to do. So, again, I'm noticing when I have thoughts that lead my heart to closing. Because the biggest practice in this experience is keeping my heart wide fucking open. So, what stories is my mind telling me? How is my mind telling stories that are potentially tainting the memory of what we once shared? Right? So, things like this. I'm curious if you can relate. It's like coming out of a separation like this, feeling all the hurt, and then my mind starts to say, well, obviously they never fucking cared about me. I thought they cared, but based on their recent actions, they obviously don't. I wonder if they ever even loved me. It was all fake. Why'd they even get in a relationship with me if they didn't want to? Everything we shared was a lie. Stories like this. That is my mind trying to taint the memory of the uh, genuine and authentic love we once shared, right? Just because we had a painful separation doesn't mean that everything that we shared before that wasn't real. To be honest, I think this is probably the workings of the master disguiser, Mr. Ego, right? The ego feels so hurt by the way things unraveled, saying, well, they never even cared anyway. It's, it's a defense mechanism. It helps me create walls around my heart. Cool, it was all fake. I don't care about them either type of thing. And there's a safety in that. But when I buy into that, my heart closes. I create greater walls around my heart. When I have walls around my heart, I'm not open I'm not open to giving and receiving love. I'm not open to experiencing life and her countless blessings. I'm not open to attracting that which is here waiting for me right now. So the invitation here is to not allow the separation to taint the beautiful and loving memories of all that you've shared with this person, with this family, in this home, in this job, whatever it is you're grieving. All of that gets to be real. All of that is real. 
and you're hurting. And that is so okay and so genuine and so your grief to feel. Me too. I'm grieving too. Right there with you, brother, sister. Grab a sip of my... Cucumber water. Okay, so practice number three is becoming a conscious and curious observer of my thoughts. Becoming mindful of the stories they tell me and choosing to let those thoughts pass me by and consciously returning to the present moment. Not allowing those memories of what we share to become tainted. Okay, my loves. The final practice I'm going to share with you today my favorite one and what feels like the biggest calling forward, the biggest invitation I have right here, right now in my own experience. And that is keeping my heart wide fucking open, even in the presence of pain, even though they're perhaps unable or unwilling to keep their heart open to me right now. So, without awareness and consciousness, my heart will close. Because that's a natural reaction mechanism of our bodies and our hearts. It's a protection mechanism, right? Something came in and threatened the safety of our system, and so the heart closes. Right? We put up walls, we become tense, ready to fight back, ready to engage in battle. This is going into some nervous system stuff, which you can learn more about in previous videos or in my soon-to-be-released Triggers course. So, staying in the frequency of real open love, this is the invitation. This means accessing compassion for myself, accessing understanding and love for myself. And through that, I will be more available to access love compassion and understanding for the other. Hmm, wow. They must be feeling really confused themselves to be acting in this way. Wow. I imagine those people are dealing with their own form of hurt or fear and I send them love in facing that and being with that. Hmm. Right? Accessing compassion even though I've been hurt by the other person. These people that have hurt, these people whose actions have led to me feeling hurt, and these people whose actions have led to you feeling hurt, they're just humans like you and me. Here on the earth plane, showing up in the best way they know how, imperfectly, messily, we all have acted in ways that weren't of our highest our highest or most authentic or most loving nature, right? It's a very human thing to do. No human is perfect and we're all just here on the journey and learning and growing and living and repeating patterns and then shifting and transforming. It's a beautiful journey and so those who have taken actions that led to my hurt. They're just human beings like me. Can I access that 
place of understanding for them on their own journey, right? Their imperfect journey. Finding love and understanding for these people doesn't involve classifying them as wrong or right or me as better or worse or justifying whether their actions are okay or not because none of that matters. None of that matters, truthfully. Again, there's no hierarchy. There's no one to blame here. The situation simply is what it is. And if it's here, it's happening for me in some way. So can I open myself up enough to receive those blessings, to receive those blessings, those lessons, that wisdom, the growth, the opportunities folded underneath the tragedy? That's my calling. That's my invitation. So opening my heart, noticing when there's blocks and walls building up around my heart and removing those consciously. This is my ticket to freedom. Because holding on to resentment and bottling up anger in my own system and holding on to heaviness and regret and frustration, feeling that, totally cool. Holding on to that, It's like a self-fulfilling prison. There's this heaviness. You can literally feel it in your body. It's like, oh. And when I'm holding on to that regret, that anger, that heaviness, and blocking it into my system with walls, I'm no longer open to the universe. I'm no longer open to seeing the beauty of each moment and the blessings that are all around me. I become closed, closed off to love, closed off to life, closed off to opportunities. The sooner I open my heart, the sooner I can open myself to life again. Radiating pure, vibrant love essence. And through that, I begin attracting all of the blessings that are just waiting for me waiting for me, waiting for you. Open, radiating, vibrant love essence. This is our purest essence. Every single human on the planet, this is who they are. This is who you are. This is who I am. And I think maybe the biggest journey of this lifetime is removing all of the blocks that prevent me from experiencing that essence and living in that essence and radiating that essence because it is my truth. It is your truth. So I like to think of removing those blocks and returning to love as returning home, coming back home. (sighs) Part of relationships is heartbreak and that's okay. What you're experiencing right now painful, it's deep, it's heartbreaking. Yes, dear one. And I invite you to give yourself so much love and compassion and nurturing and hold yourself and kiss yourself and care for those sweet, sweet parts of you that are hurting. They're so valid. And this experience is okay. It's just another human experience on planet Earth. Can I love this experience just like I love joy? 
Can I love heartbreak just like I love falling in love? Can I learn to love my sadness just as much as I love my happiness? That's the mission I'm on. One of the many. (laughs) So, I'm going to share a few tools that I've been using specifically these last few days, but often always through my practice that help me to continue opening my heart in the presence of pain. Number one, sending those who I feel harmed from gold beams of light directly from my heart to their hearts in my meditation each day. So it's a bit of a visualization. I picture them in front of me and they're just looking at me. And they're not smiling and they're not angry. It's just like a blank face. And I breathe deeply so that I feel universe, God, cultivating in my heart. It's like a gold essence vibration right in my heart. And then once I feel that really presently, I breathe in. Put my arm out like this as if the love is radiating from my hand and I blow it through my mouth. And I picture this gold stream of light going right from my heart into theirs. And as it's entering them, their eyes close and they simply receive it. And after they receive it, They don't say a word. They just turn around and walk away. As they're walking away, I bow down with my hands together in prayer. And I say, thank you for receiving my love. And this is the visualization I use because I know that real authentic love does not ask for anything in return. It only gives And so I practice what it's like to give love without even receiving a smile in return. Just giving it and then they walk away. And I thank them for receiving the love because that's real love. It wants to be shared. It wants to be received. And that's what matters the most. So that's a daily practice I do in my daily meditation. One way I work with the heaviness and the sadness in my body is... I feel it in my body. I give it a voice. Okay, what does it feel like? Does it have a color? Does it have a sensation? I touch the sensation fully in my body. I invite it to be expressed through sound, through movement. And then I often use intentional movement. Y'all know dance is my medicine in order to move this to transmute this entity, this beingness, this living um, energy force, this feeling, this heaviness through my body, right? So for me, dance is actually medicine and it helps me to move this through my body. And so again, I'll ground down in a sort of meditative state. I'll find out where does this sensation, where does this pain live? Where does this sadness live? Where does this anger live? Okay, there it is. I'll get familiar with it. I'll get to know it. Does it have a color? Does it have a shape, a texture? And then I'll I'll love on it and I'll invite it to be expressed because this part of me, it's just a part of me. It's not wrong or bad. So then maybe it releases, it expresses itself through breath, through sound. And then I'll usually go into a very intentional dance 
practice because that is my super sacred medicine for transmuting sensations and energy through my body. So that's another practice I have. Thinking about making an IGTV video soon to come on that actual process in itself because um, it's so powerful. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And finally, prayer. Prayer, 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 however you pray. And when I think of prayer, I just think of deepening my connection to source, to God, to the universe, whatever word you use. Deepening my connection to that which is the source of all creation. So prayer is a part of my everyday and it's not just even like something I sit down and do once a day. It's all throughout my day, walking through the rice fields. I pray through song. I pray through conversations with the universe as if I'm talking to someone. I pray through gratitude. Um, so I invite prayer into your life if that resonates. It has transformed the depth of my relationship with uni, my girl. <laughs> That's what I call the universe. So these are a few tools that wanted to be shared today. And my darlings, I promise, I promise, I promise that this experience, it is here because it is here to serve you in some way. Simultaneously through serving you, it is serving us, it is serving me, it is serving the collective. So I invite you to be open to finding the blessings in the experience while simultaneously holding love and compassion for your sweet, sweet self who feels hurt, who feels sad, that part of you is so welcome here. I love you. As always, please reach out or drop in the comments with any reflections, questions, curiosities, stories of your own. I hope this transmission has served. Thank you for being here. All right, my loves. How was that for you? How are you feeling? feeling in your system right now, in this moment. What came up for you? Do you feel activated? If so, what part, beautiful part of you is activated during that episode? As always, I love to hear from you all. If you are loving the show, if you love this episode, please screenshot this episode and put it on your Instagram stories or your Facebook stories and tag me at Relationship Badass so that I can see your shares. Send this episode to a friend or three that you think would benefit from hearing it. That is always a super helpful way to get the word out. If you have not yet, please scroll down on iTunes if you're listening on iTunes and leave me a rating, one to five stars, and a review for the show. This takes just maybe two or three minutes of your time and it is so helpful in getting this episode, this show, out to others. Um, 
And of course, I'm always available for your personal messages. Oh, they touch my heart. So if something came up for you in this episode, if you'd like to share a reflection or a story or um, maybe a way in which you felt triggered, I'm available for it all, my dear. So you can do so through Instagram DMs. It's my favorite place to connect with you all. At Relationship Badass is the handle. Or you can email me relationshipbadass at gmail.com it's always a fun way to connect as well so (sighs) thank you for choosing to be here with me today I'm so grateful to have your ear for this 60 or 70 minutes and as always I'm sending you so much love during this especially strange and um kind of transitional time in the world for so many. Um, I want you to know that whatever you're feeling is perfectly okay. There's no protocol on how to act during a time like this. And so what you are feeling is just fine. I will hold the trust for all of us simultaneously. Even if you can't access it right now, that's all right. I know somehow this is all happening for you, for me, for us as a collective, for our dear Mother Earth. And um, sometimes that means things have to be really hard and scary in between now and when we get the big, oh, okay, that's why this happened. (laughs) So, loving you, trusting this, and I will catch you in the next episode.